Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. Eric, you and I were just having a little fun off air talking about our vehicles and some of the the goofy problems that technology brings. And we were like, well, kind of first world problems, you know, it's kind of, you know, reality check into the fact that, you know, some of these things are really just fluff, right? At the end of the day, it's, you know, it's not a huge deal. It's more of an inconvenience. But in retirement, we need these reality checks sometimes as well, you know, so you know, I have to kind of manage our expectations sometimes for all the fancy things these vehicles do. And the same thing when it could be said when you're talking about retirement, we need to sometimes, you know, t- kind of pump the brakes and go, all right, let's let's manage our expectations here. Not, you know, retirement for everybody or even for people who are in great shape, every day is not going to be one of these TV commercials you see about retirement because everything is wonderful all the time, right? You know, on the beach, the boat, or whatever the case might be. Right, right. And it's not just an endless vacation all the time. And it's not glamorous it, you really, all the time, right? Could you really be on vacation all the time? I mean, I think it would. I think you'd probably get a little annoyed with it after a while. Yeah. It's like back uh, when uh, was it USA? I think no, it was America West Airlines uh-huh. way back in the day. So one of their most profitable runs was they actually had a seven forty seven that they leased that they flew it from Honolulu to Vegas. Okay? Nice. Okay. So the reason why is that all the people on the island they live in paradise, right? And when you go and visit, you're like, oh my god, it'd be so great to live here. But when you live in it. It's you, know, you got traffic, you got all, you got all the you know trappings of living somewhere. Sure, yeah. So they when they want to escape, they want to go to an island. They want to go to some place, you know, hustle and bustle and you know gambling and all that. So they went to Vegas. So it was one of the most profitable runs was to get people to that. So yeah. yeah, it's not just an endless vacation. What retirement is is that now you don't have to get up every morning and and trudge off to work. Right, you get to do what you want to do. But you need money to support your lifestyle. You still have to, you know, eat, and you still have to. You got to put your property socks taxes on, like normal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you, there's going to be some time. So now you can take some trips, right? But sure. trips aren't maybe this grand, you know, excursion over to Europe. Maybe it's just, hey, we're going to go look at the leaves changing over on the Mississippi. You know, we're going to drive down to Florida and spend maybe a couple, you know, weeks or maybe a month down in Florida when it's really cold here. We'll go someplace warmer and. You know, it's just more leisurely stuff. Maybe we're going to take a drive and visit all the national parks, all that kind of stuff. So whatever it ends up being, it just has to be, you have to have the income to support it, you know? So if yours is not all that travel, you just want to, you know, maybe you want to start woodworking. Maybe you want to start, um, you know, just gardening, doing stuff around your house. Maybe you just want to enjoy your property. You know, some people have a lot of property. They like, you know, they like cutting trees and they like trimming hedges and you know, building stuff, and that's retirement to them. It's whatever your dream is of retirement. So not all yeah, fancy boats and, and glorious uh, beaches and that kind of stuff. Sometimes it's just, hey, I'm just, you know, living life and doing it on my terms, but I don't have to answer to anybody and I don't have to go into an office and I don't have to do that, the daily grind, in other words. Yeah. Well, you got to manage your expectations because maybe when you go sit down and you run the numbers, you say, okay, the retirement won't be as fancy 
as we wanted if I retired now. Let's say that's an early retirement. But if you can manage that expectation because you're so frustrated with the job and so on and so forth, then maybe that's the right decision. Maybe it's not, right? But you got to get the information to find out so you can manage your expectations in reality. And that's why you kind of need that reality check. And of course, going through the retirement readiness review is going to help you with that because then you kind of know where you stand. And to that respect, Eric, uh, let's account for some changing expenses. So kind of give us some things to think about because, you know, we've talked about it before. There's the old adages of, well, you know, you just pump in a 401k, then you retire, and then your tax brackets will be left and yada, yada, yada. But let's talk about some real potential changes that you need to consider from a cost standpoint when you get to retirement? Well, the big one is going to be health insurance. Okay. That's the major hurdle for folks today because, um, you know, if you have employee, you have coverage through your employer, when you lose that coverage, you start looking at what COBRA costs. You're like, oh, goodness, that's way more than I ever thought it cost because you've only been paying a portion of that. That's been the true cost of the health insurance the whole time. Just now you're becoming cognizant of it. And so you go onto the individual market and try to find um, policies, and there's only a couple that are available. So a lot of people want to wait to 65 and make a transition to Medicare. Or this is always a fun one. If you have a spouse that's working, you're covered with your spouse. You can say, hey, I'm going to leave, honey, but <laughs> you got to continue working <laughs> just to provide the health insurance. That's an interesting conversation to have. So really, that's the big one, you know, covering your health care expenses. And so one of the things that the Affordable Care Act did was it made all insurances have to be the same. You can't just go out and buy what you want to buy. You know, let's say I only want a major medical policy that, hey, if I get, you know, T-boned by a car and I'm life-flighted and they have to, you know, do brain surgery, I, mean, I want that covered. But if I got a, you know, a cold or the flu or something like that, I can just go in and pay for that service out of pocket. And, you know, at this stage in life, you know, my wife and I are probably not going to have any more kids. <laughs> so um, we don't need... A prenatal care. We don't need pregnancy coverage. We don't need those types of things in our plan. But True, what yeah. Affordable Care did, it made all plans have to have those things. It's got to cover everything for everybody. So that's why it raised the cost a bit. And mm. some people pulled out. So that's the big one is health insurance. Also, you know, maybe uh, the company provides your cell phone. Okay. Well, you don't have that cost yeah, right now. You also use it for personal yeah. calls. Yeah. Yeah. Company car. You know, I have some people that they drove a company car for, you know, 20, 30 years. And all of a sudden, oh, Okay, oh, yeah. I got to make used a car payment. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Fun. yeah, what are car payments? Okay, yeah. and then they go look out. You know, one you can't find cars, right? It's very difficult to find something right now. But some things are going to change, right? Your commuting costs are not going to be there. If you commute, let's say half an hour every day both ways, that's a lot of money you've been spending on gas, and also that time that you're going to have, right, to do something else with, and not eating out at lunch every day. Okay, that gets kind of expensive. You can you know eat the leftovers at home. You know we cook stuff and they have leftover and it stays in the refrigerator and then we throw it out. So now, if I was working from home, guess what? I've eaten that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I forget to bring it into the office. So, And then uh, increased travel expenses will probably, your travel expenses are probably going to go up because now you have the time to do it, right? So these are all the things you kind of want to think through. So when somebody comes in and goes through our process, we give them a budget to go through. And it's not, you know, they're not audited numbers. You don't have to sit there all weekend and, you know, look at your everything, all your receipts, all that kind of stuff. It's just kind of high level. But we talk through, okay, what's going to go up, what's going to go down? A lot of people are charitable. And when they're charitable, they like to give a percentage of their income. Well, in retirement, it's different because your income is whatever you want it to be. So you got to think that through on charity. You know, am I just going to do a flat dollar amount? Do I want to give more time? Right, These are all the kind right. of things you want to think through in your expenses. So when we go through the expenses, we go through and 
make sure we talk about each one and then put in the inflation factor and maybe some stuff travel is going to be hot and heavy for you know 10 15 years but it'll probably fall back so we can put a lot of amount in for those 10 to 15 years and then drop it back so but you want to get a handle on your expenses and know which ones are going to change when you reach retirement. Well, and if we're talking about the retirement reality check here, then you, the third thing is you need to be flexible. You've got to be ready to adjust, you know, changing expenses, changing taxes, changing variances, whatever the case is. It's just not a set it and forget it. You got to be flexible. You do. And so that's why your plan needs to be reviewed at least annually and a minimum annually. Because, okay, things pop up, you know, hey, got a kid or a grandkid that's struggling. I want to take a little more out to help them. Um, they're buying their first house, you know, things like that. We all want to help our children and grandchildren. And so what I find is my clients will come back and say, hey, can I take some more out of these accounts? So we just run the numbers and say, okay, yeah, you know, it'll be okay. Tax-wise, you're going to bump up a little bit, but as long as you understand that. So just, yeah, you want to adjust your plan. Your plan is not set it and forget it. It's, you know, you do the planning and then you work the plan make changes and adjustments to your plan so that you have a higher probability of success. And I think a lot of times, Eric, for the final one, you know, most of us feel, you know, most of us feel like we're fairly competent people, right? You know, it's like, hey, I'm a smart person. I'm logical. I make sound decisions, things like that. And you can be absolute brilliant in whatever it is that you do. But what you do is not financial planning, especially for retirement every day. You know, it's like any given trade, you know, you, you become very good at what you do. But that's not one of them. So ask for help. Seek some help. Find out what you're, you know, shore up some knowledge. Find out what you could be missing. Because there's just a whole lot more to, you know, preserving this money and making it last through 30 years of retirement than just growing it. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct. You know, sometimes when people come in that are, you know, they've been very successful in their positions, you know, they're high level, that kind of stuff. Right. And when we show them some things, they're like, well... You know, I kind of feel like I should know this. And it's like, well, it's not Why? what you do every day. <laughs> yeah. This is what I do every day. This is my job. I, I couldn't do what you do. I couldn't come in. Now, I got a general, you know, I could probably, you know, after a lot of time, probably figure it out just like you did, you know, on job training, that kind of stuff. And if you work in something long enough, you kind of figure it out. But people expect to know everything that we know. And you really can't unless you're going to sit there and study it like we do. You know, when I'm not engaged with a prospective client or a client, I'm increasing my knowledge base. That's why I'm a member of Ed Slot's Elite IRA Advisor Group. That's why I go to conferences where we learn new things, you know, about taxes and new products and ways to do things, all that kind of stuff. We're constantly improving. So your advisor should be growing at their position. It's not just a static thing. So I can't improve your situation if I'm not improving myself. So that's why I pride myself on here. I put more money into my education now since I left Drake and got my MBA. I paid more for you know industry knowledge, so right. I can give keep my clients on the cutting edge, and that's really what you want. So you want your advisor to be someone that's going to be one a fiduciary, two it do it's in your best interest, but also growing it themselves. So ask them what they're doing to improve their knowledge base. And if you don't like the answer or you don't have anybody, then give us a call, try us out. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready.
Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk in including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.